here's a beautiful thing. I don't pay taxes mm. on my refinance. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, on these Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Todd? Uh I'm doing excellent, Matt. I was expecting you to be like a lobster today because <laughs> you were in beautiful Puerto Rico for the last seven days. So I was expecting you to be like an absolute lobster. What happened? I wore sunscreen. <laughs> you know, oh, I, you're one of those guys who protects their themselves from cancer, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm 41 now. I, I'm never <laughs> trying to impress anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro- pro- probably smart, right? I, I, I seem to. And it, it's, it's not because I'm anti-sunscreen, but I seem to not put on sunscreen until I'm burnt. And then I'm like, oh, crap, I got to put sunscreen on. <laughs> and so then it's too late already because I've gotten burnt, which is not which is not good because I'm not getting any uh, younger. And, you know, uh, the last thing I need is, is skin cancer. But I digress. Um all right. So how was Puerto Rico, man? That, that, that sounds like a, a great time. Did you, did you enjoy it? And, uh, you know, what was maybe one highlight of Puerto Rico? Uh, the bioluminescent bay, uh, which is the brightest in the world. So there's these microorganisms in the water. And like when you paddle your little kayak or, you know, they splash it around with your hand, it lights up. It like glows. Really? Yeah. And this is a, a bay, so it's not a ton of waves. So you can kayak mm-hmm. pretty easy through mm-hmm. it. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Did you overall, what'd you think of Puerto Rico? Has it, have you been there before? I've been to old San Juan a couple of times. So this, uh, okay. my wife and I, we traveled around. So we rented a yep. car and, and drove around the whole Island. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh yeah. It was gorgeous. Uh, you know, I couldn't help myself from looking at real estate. Like I saw a hotel for sale. It's like, Oh that'd yeah, be, that'd be kind of cool. But how much was it? Uh, yeah, I didn't even look into it. It didn't, it didn't have, I didn't call the broker or anything. So no, oh, no, no. Was there still uh, a lot of damage from the last uh, storm that went through there and wiped a lot of stuff out? Yeah, they're they're really on the mend though, so uh, it's a lot better than it was before. Certainly, cool, cool. Some place I've never been would love to go. Um, obviously, there's so many places to go in this world. Uh, an amazing place, but um, yeah, I'd like to go there at, at some point in time. Well, cool. Matt, uh, well, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, man, uh, we just held down the fort here in sunny Minnesota. Um, you know, put some, put some parkas on and, and we did it. So, you know, while you played in the sun, we were here really busting our tails. Um, just, just trying to continue the process. It's funny. I talk about uh, a lot of times the beginning of the year is usually a pretty slow time. So we do a lot of catch up, you know, where you are you know, end of the year books, taxes, all that kind of stuff. This year has been the opposite of slow. Um, it's just super busy right now. We've got uh, properties we're working on. We've, we've just got a lot going on. So it's, 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 um, man, it's been a lot of fun, but a lot of work so far, but uh, Matt, what are we, what are we going to talk about today? Cause that's not what we're talking about today. So what are we talking about? Well, a really important decision to make when you're owning a property is at a certain point, do you sell or refinance it? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes a very hard decision to make, right? Uh, 
do I sell this property? Do I keep it, refinance it? Uh, you know, a lot of people, including myself, get into rental real estate for a reason. It's to build a, a portfolio of cash flowing properties. So every time you sell a property, that eliminates one cash flowing property. However, if you do it right, you're going to buy another property, right? And you're going to have another cash flowing property. So that's the, that's the trick. What is the right thing? Is it to sell it? Is it to keep it, pay down the debt, or is it to refinance it? So there's really, there's really three options. And, uh, and that kind of all depends on, on your goals. Uh, you know, not very long ago, uh, I sold two properties, uh, 200, just over 200 units combined. Actually, but I sold more than that, but I'm just going to tell about those. But so, so 204 units combined, I sold those properties and, and, and uh, they were, we just really just kind of finished the value add. They're really starting to hum. They're really starting to put out some good cash flow. But I decided ultimately to sell those properties. And the reason I sold was because they were located in C class. Uh, maybe even see, probably see minus really areas. Um, and my business model, my strategy has really changed uh, to no longer owning in uh, C-class type areas, uh, more focused on A and B locations, um, which just, just a little bit nicer locations, uh, tenant profile, that's, that's a little higher income, uh, property types that are typically a little newer. And so that's kind of what we're focused on now. And so these C-class were kind of these outliers uh, properties that I bought earlier when I was just trying to grow my portfolio. And I honestly wasn't considering ABC locations. I was just considering what can I, what can I actually buy? Um, and then, so that's, that's where those came in. So it was time to exit for me. It just, for they they weren't properties I wanted to hold. I didn't see the value if I held them long-term. And here's actually what, one of the biggest reasons, well, there's, there's several reasons why I decided no longer see and to sell these properties. So one of them was, I don't know where we're at in this real estate cycle. It keeps going up, up, up. It might go up for 20 years. I don't know. But I do know this. When a real estate market or cycle does happen, the properties that are going to get affected the most are traditionally C-class. And some people argue with me on that. And and they like to try to say, well, they'd like to try to have their philosophies of, well, C-class, they have nowhere else to go. So they're going to stay and they're going to pay. And the actual facts right? The, the, the data shows that that's just not true. That C-class tenants, C-class buildings have the most volatility. Um, collections are the lowest. Those tenants double up with each other. They can't afford much of a change in their life. So if they lose a job or if they get laid off for a little bit, they just can't afford any extra months of paying rent. So they've got to figure out where to go. They move back with mom and dad. They move in with a friend. They get evicted, whatever it is. They go on the street. I mean, you know, it's sad, but it's true. That shows the most amount of volatility. The other thing is it shows the most amount of volatility as far as selling. It's got the highest up and down emotion. 
right? And so investors, when C-class is doing really good, like it is right now, they're willing to pay a premium. But when it's not doing good, they want and expect a massive discount. Where if it's A class, B class, they don't expect nearly the amount of discount. So that that was a, a, a kind of a moment as I did a lot of data research and understood what was happening with C-class. As I said, you know what? I don't know where we're at with the cycle, but if it does go down, I don't want to be in it. And that was right during COVID, right? We're right as we are kind of coming out of the, the results of our reaction to COVID. I said, you know, I just saw, I saw exactly what happened quickly, you know, for a very short period of time, but, but quickly the C classes got hit really, really hard. And it was extremely short because the government stepped in and, and, you know, bailed them out. But I saw that pressure that happened right away immediately. And it, again, very short period of time, but if this was a, a longer recession, it, it would have done a lot of damage. So yeah, that, make, that makes sense. So that, yeah. So that was number one. Number two is I kept a, a property in a, in, a, in a rough neighborhood. I, I renovated it. This was a 20 unit, uh, 20 unit. I renovated it um, and uh, owned it with a couple of good friends and um, uh, they were, they were the investors and, and I decided to, so the original business plan, I was going to renovate this thing and I was going to sell it. And my, my mindset, I, I need to get out of the neighborhood right away. Cause it's not that great of a neighborhood. I just want to renovate it, get it up and running, get it clicking and then sell. We got it running. It was spitting out amazing cash flow. I said, let's keep this thing. I kept it and I watched what happened. The res, the tenants, the beautiful remodel job that we did every time you'd have a turnover, it would get, it would need another renovation and uh, every single time. And so that also played into, well, these, these units on these, this 204 um, portfolio, those units were nicely remodeled. We just got done remodeling everything. Everything was running really, really well. Let's not take our chances this time. Let's just get out. Right. So that, that was, that was my reasoning uh, behind selling them. Yeah. And so it's like what, what your strategy is and, and what your interests of your investors are as well, if you have investors. So well, yeah. It's, and, and that played into it as well. You know, I have investors and I know a lot of them would have been happy with keeping the buildings uh, and cash flowing them. And I'm sure some of them were disappointed that we did sell them. But at the same time, um, a lot of them were ex extremely excited about the profits that we made because uh, they were a struggle. These properties were strong. We weren't making uh, good cash flow. One building was was cash flowing, but it wasn't making amazing cash flow. So our, our distributions to our investors were low. Uh, the other one wasn't cash flowing at all up until the very end. So we weren't really making any distributions. And now we had planned on not making uh, distributions. That was part of the business plan for a, a pretty good period of time. But we had already exceeded now that period of time. And, and uh, so it, it just, we weren't doing great on them. The properties didn't, you know, we had we, we hit many bumps and bruises along the way. And so selling it, we ended up making great returns to our investors by selling it. So that was, that was great. And then the other thing is it helps when I look at my track record and I talk to other investors and I can say, well, look, you know, here's, here's a little bit of what we've done. So it certainly in a selfish way helps me uh, as well. But ultimately I think I served our investors the best way by selling them those two buildings. When would you refinance? Cause you know, I personally, I really like the refine 
refinance yeah. refinance option when the rates are good. Yeah. So, okay. So I'll, I'll take you through another uh, asset. This is a, a 224 unit asset uh, that we own, and we did uh, we did a remodel on nearly all of the units. We actually still have uh, I, I don't know roughly 30 units left to remodel, but it was in a really good position. So we were just kind of modeling what it would look like to sell it, what it would look like to keep it and the returns. And this is in a B-class neighborhood. So we, we like the neighborhood. It's not amazing, but it's, it's nice, right? Um, so we like the idea of keeping the building. Uh, and, and so when we analyzed it, certainly we could make a lot of money for our investors. We could give our investors massive returns, uh, honestly, to sell it. And so that was a tough decision because we could sell right now and, um, you know, we, we've held it for, at this point in time, for roughly three years, I believe. Um, and, and so we could, we could be making our investors, you know, 300, 400% on their money. Like it, it, it well, maybe not quite that much, uh, 300% on their money. So it'd be great, right? That would look amazing. But at the same time, we decided ultimately we're going to keep it. And one of the, here are a couple of reasons. We like the location. We like the property. It's a, not a new property, but it's an 80s built property. Um, and we still have a little bit of meat on it, right? We can increase uh, rents still. We can renovate those 30 units, which we are doing as they move out. Um, and our occupancy can strengthen. We, are, we know those things. So those things are still in play for us, which is great. We were able to refinance and get an extremely attractive loan on it. Uh, we got 2.85% interest rate. Uh, our payments went down. And very shortly, actually, so we, we did one refinance um, to get out of a more aggressive loan. Uh, and we're going to be doing a supplemental here, which will provide investors uh, a good chunk of their portion back. Uh, sorry, investment back. So right now, with that refinance and where we're at, we should be cash flowing. And in a very short order, we're pretty close to it right now, uh, but in a very short order, we should be able to provide our investors 20 to 25% cash on cash return on an annual basis, right? Now, couple that with, let's say we do a, um, a supplemental on it, which is a second mortgage for, for in the commercial world. We should be able to provide, after our, our supplemental, we should be able to provide our investors at least 50% of their capital back, if not close to 100% of their capital back, okay? And we're going to be able to provide them, let's say we provide them 50% of their capital back, their cash on cash return will be in the upper 30s, okay? If we provide them 100% of their capital back, of course, their cash on cash is infinite at that point in time. So here's a beautiful thing. If I can refinance and give my investors 100% of their capital back, okay? So let's say an investor invested $100,000. I give them their $100,000 back. What happens is they maintain 
the same amount of shares in the company. So they had 100,000 shares originally. They'll still have 100,000 100, shares when we refinance, even after they get all their money back. So now they can take that $100,000 and put it into our next investment. I'm excited to tell you that the North Star Real Estate Conference is gonna be this May 2nd and 3rd in the Twin Cities. We're gonna have amazing speakers there who will add great value to you, but the real value is in the networking where you can meet potential partners, learn about deals, and make some real money. Our three pillars are connect, learn, and succeed, because that's what you're gonna do. So sign up today at northstarunlimited.live and use coupon code EARLYBIRD for $100 off your ticket. And so let's say they're making of that $100,000 on the one investment, let's say they're making $25,000 in cash flow a year, 25%. Okay. So to want 20, let's just say 20, $20,000 in cash flow a year. Now they get into the next investment and now they're making on that investment, let's just, let's just call it an 8% return. So now they're making $8,000 a year. So now on their original $100,000 investment, they're making 20 plus eight, they're making $28,000 per year, 28%. Do that one more time. You know, now we're into thirties, maybe even into the forties. You know, you can see how that can snowball with that same hundred thousand dollars. And guess what? Here's the best part about it. What's the, what do you think is the best part about it, Matt? Uh, I mean, the velocity of your money, it, it just, it grows itself, you know? The, yeah. The velocity of your money is amazing. Um, what, what else? I mean, what, what else do you like about that strategy? Because I'm double dipping. My, my same money bought multiple properties. And so my number of units and my number of cash flow keeps expanding. Uh, it, it's just, it makes so much sense. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. And, 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 you know, like you said, the original property, my $100,000 is now out. You know, maybe my distributions from the, uh, you know, are, are a little bit down from after the refinance, but right. it's free money, free right. money. That's a beautiful thing, right? I mean, it, look, we're just, and, and we're in an asset that we're familiar with too. So we already know how it performs. We know what we need to do to tweak it. If we sell every three to five years, we never really get to know that building. We never really get to maximize the profit of that building. So we're super familiar with how the thing runs, how, what the neighborhood is doing. Um, you know, we're just really getting to know that area and we can co really create a community, we can create a difference, and we can create a lot of good profit. Um, man, uh, it, it's a great strategy if it's a good building, a good location, and it fits in your business plan. What? Anything else? No, that makes sense. Just dilating in with your your residents that uh, you know you're having the people that are, are really good residents and treating the place well, and and it's just a lot smoother to operate, like you say. Yeah. So the other thing too is here's a beautiful thing. I don't pay taxes mm. on my refinance, right? So if I sell a building, especially as a syndication, if I sell a building, my investors are likely going to have to pay taxes when we sell. Now, can we do a 1031 potentially, but it's difficult. Right. So I don't want, I don't ever tell my investors, yes, we'll be able to do a 1031 promise you. Right. Potentially, but the more investors we have, quite frankly, the more difficult it is. 
right? Because we have to, you have to 1031 an LLC. That means that the members of the LLC have to stay in and they have to stay in for the same amounts. And yeah, can we get a couple people out and, and replace them? Probably, but we have to have a lot of synergy there. And so let's say we have a hundred investors, the likelihood of us having a hundred investors all say, yeah, let's do it. Probably pretty slim. Right. And so likely if we sell, we have to pay uncle Sam our profits. Right. And so that hurts. So when you were looking at, well, yeah, but we can make these big returns if we sell. Absolutely. But don't forget, you have to pay the government part of your profit. So your return goes down considerably because we like to pay the government a lot of money. If we refinance, we don't have to pay any of that until we actually realize a true gain, which is at a sale. So we can continue to hold, don't have to pay the taxes, and we continue to recycle our money. And Matt, as you said, it's just that velocity of money. We're moving that money back into the market and doing it again and doing it again and doing it again. And you can see how in, you know, a matter of uh, years, and it's probably going to be a while, but it, we refinance, we can take that $100,000, that original $100,000, and all of a sudden be having 50, even $100,000 of cash flow um, a year on that original $100,000 as we recycle that money enough times and get into enough deals. And we still got the equity in the deal. So whenever they sell, we have that profit too. So you're right. It is a beautiful thing. I mean, what, thing. what other kind of business has this, these type of loopholes and, and it's, it's so incredible. Real estate is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of options to do. And of course the last one is, is um, just to hold on and, and don't refinance. And that doesn't help our velocity of money, but what that does do is provide a lot of security. Right. And so if you're just, Hey, I want to be as secure as I can with this. Well, we just pay down, continue to pay down, hold it, and our mortgage gets less and less and less, and our, our original investment stays the same, and we're creating more and more equity, um, and, and we get a safer and safer investment every single uh, time we make a mortgage payment because we're paying the principal interest down and all of a sudden, a principal down, and all of a sudden, instead of owing you know, $10 million, uh, in in, you know, 25, 30 years, we owe zero. And now we owe this asset free and clear. It's increased in value due to the market. And uh, we're crushing the cash flow absolutely off that original investment. So uh, not a terrible strategy. I don't love it for building a business. I love it for uh, the latter years if you're just looking to um, you know, just slow down and maintain. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so if you're not growing, but you're just you know keeping things where they are, you want security, not a bad way to do it. Yep. Oh, Matt, here's another uh, reason why selling sometimes makes sense. Uh, and it kind of alluded to this when I was talking about my C-class and we just renovated and, you know, all of a sudden these residents destroy it. Uh, but even if you have a residence that don't destroy it, what happens is we got this beautiful remodel. We just did it. We're getting, we're getting top of the market rents. And what do you think happens in 10 or 15 or 20 years? Uh, 
you've got me there. What is it? Well, what do you think? What do you think those beautiful? What do you if you were to move into oh, a, a, a a brand new house that was built in 1995? Is it up to date? Does it look the same as a house built in 2020? It needs to be rehabbed again. Right. It needs to be remodeled. You've got old appliances. You got an old furnace. You got an old roof. You got old, you know, cabinets. The the paint's out of style. All this kind of stuff. So you even see it if you've got a, a building that was built in as as new as 2010. That's out of date right now. That needs to be remodeled. I look at when I was doing when I was flipping houses, we were using. Uh, universal khaki, which is like a brown, think of think of khaki pants, a brown paint. We were using a burnt orange in the in the kitchens. We were using um a maple maple cabinetry. Um you know a lot of the things have now changed. The tile colors were all kind of more brown earth tones. Now we've gone to more grays. Now we're actually merging back into more of a beige type colors. Uh, so things are constantly changing with trends and, and what people want to see. A house that I flipped in 2008 is certainly out of date today in 2020. Two, 2022, not 2020, 2022. Uh, but it's out of date. It needs to be remodeled. If somebody were coming in that and, and they wanted to flip that house again, they would rip out the tile in the bathroom. They would repaint all the walls. They, they would just totally change what we just did in 2008. And so that's another thing you got to think of. Hey, we remodeled this. We're at the maximum value of that building at that point in time. So let's sell now before we lose value due to everything becoming old. So now if you do it right, when you hold, right, you're putting aside money so that you can remodel every, let's call it 10 years. And then you've got an extra value add play. And then you've got a value add play on a building you already own and are very, very familiar with. So where I think people where, where owners get in trouble is they don't put that money aside and, and they, now they can't remodel. So now it becomes very outdated. And now that a class building uh, turns into a C class building that you don't want anymore. And then you have to sell it at a discount. Then you have to sell it at a discount. Yeah. Which is probably a bigger price than you paid, uh, you know, 20 years before, mm -hmm. but well, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, lots of reasons, uh, obviously decisions all, all yours, but those are some of the reasons why I like to sell. There's some of the reasons why I like to hold, um, there's good strategies and good reasons for both. You have to decide what's best for you and, and what's best for how ultimately your, your, business and your investors. Um, and for me, we, we kind of do a little bit of both. We do holds and we, we sell sometimes too. Very good. So cool, Matt. That's all I got. You got anything else? I just want to mention that we have the North star, uh, real estate conference coming up this May 2nd and 3rd that I'm really excited about. Yeah, man. Uh, it's coming. So people can get their tickets already. 
um, on the uh, North Star uh, on North Star Unlimited Live uh, website. So look forward to seeing people there. Uh, we we moved it to the spring um, just because uh, spring is uh, oftentimes a little less busy before graduation start. Um, fall is is packed full of conferences, and so we thought the spring would be a great time and. And, you know, usually by uh, May, it's pretty beautiful in Minnesota. Yes. It's nice springtime weather. All right. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, Matt, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go up to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.